1: What's up, Dolphins, and welcome into the Monday, May the 13th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and as always, each and every day, I am here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And on today's show, we're gonna go in-depth on the Xavier Howard contract extension, what it means for X, what it means for the Dolphins and the cornerback room and a roster as a whole. Plus, rookie minicamp is a wrap. We've got all the official signings, media availability, and some brief practice reports. And finally, the Josh Rosen Project part number one is up live right now on LockedOnDolphins.com. We're going to discuss that and have a bit of a somber Mother's Day message. But before any of that, I kindly invite each and every one of you to please subscribe to the podcast on the New Himalaya Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Play, however you get your podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Give me a follow on Twitter. Voted the number one follow on Dolphins Twitter by Dolphins Twitter at Wingful NFL. Follow the show at Locked On Fins. And you've got to check out lockedondolphins.com, especially right now. We've got six Josh Rosen games charted up there for you. Tons of detail and analysis in those pieces. And last but not least, the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts, like the Locked On Heat podcast and Locked On NFL podcast, for all the local and national coverage of your favorite teams. We got a sprint because this episode is jam packed. That's another Miami Dolphins. And first down on today's Locked On Dolphins podcast is brought to you by Blue Chew, the smarter, cheaper, faster choice. And we have to talk about the Xavier and Howard contract because details came in late Friday night from profootballtalk.com talking about how really the Dolphins kind of got the better end of this deal in two ways by essentially giving Howard some upfront money and taking care of him and the rest of his life obviously but giving the team multiple options on the back end of the deal as he gets money up front but they avoid the lengthy contract dispute that will happen next offseason as the $16 million per year franchise tag number the Dolphins came in way below that on the annual part of the deal at $12.6 million per year it's basically a $6 million contract that pays him $12.5 million bucks per year here are the components a $7 million signing book Bonus right now $7 million roster bonus in 2019 fully guaranteed so he basically gets paid 15 million bucks this year when you include his base salary of 1.3 million 2020 he gets 11.9 million fully guaranteed and in 2021 he has 12 million basically fully guaranteed and then the guarantees kind of cut in half in 2022 when it goes from a $12 million base salary and only six and a half of that is fully guaranteed. And the Dolphins have an option rate there, obviously, as well as options in 2023 and 2024, paying him 11.4 and 11.65 million in those two respective years, which at that point when the salary cap has gone way higher up than it is right now, like it does every single year, the Dolphins are gonna be way under market value on Xavier and Howard. Now the issue there, there, could be Howard's agent wanting to come back to the negotiating table and saying, look, Howard's still playing at a top five, top three level cornerback position in the NFL. We got to have more money. Well, the Dolphins basically took care of him up front so they could have that on the back end. And why not do that when you have the books basically clear the next couple of years with all the purging of the roster you've done, the $120 million available next year. They obviously fit him in under the cap this year. So Miami basically paying for Xavier Howard's services while they have the money, and then they're going to have a great player, hopefully, if he keeps it up the way he's gone in his career on a cheaper salary at the end. It's a great structure. It's very team-friendly. The Dolphins did fantastic on this contract. Now, let's go ahead and talk about some of the things that Xavier Howard does well, as I posted in an article way back in November, talking about the traits that make Xavier Howard worthy of the highest paid cornerback contract in the NFL. And Brian Flores, at his Friday media availability, corroborated these traits that I listed in that exact article. He mentioned Xavier Howard's length. His line of scrimmage strength in terms of being able to press and jam guys up at the line of scrimmage, his tackling, and of course the ball skills as evident by his league leading seven interceptions last year, despite missing four games on the season. And another great tweet that came in from Cameron Wolf on, of ESPN covering the Miami Dolphins is the fact that Xavier Howard is one of the most respected players in Dolphins locker room. Cameron says, you better believe players notice who gets paid and you'll have a long line of his teammates saying Howard was the right guy to make the team's highest paid player and Flores as well as Chris Greer who are both huge on character and the work ethic both made the same comments about Zavian Howard at their media availabilities recently when talking about Zavian Howard so clearly everybody was in line and aligned on this idea to get Zavian Howard locked up before this season and it sounds like Miami could be on a new contract extension for Laramie Tunzel in the coming weeks or months before the season starts as well so that definitely bears some watching as the Dolphins have a couple of key players coming up in free agency this year, Kenyon Drake and Jakeem Grant, but Laramie Tunzel, the all pro level talent at left tackle, he's due up next. I think Miami finds a way to get him done sooner than later as well. But Let's get back into the Xavian Howard contract stuff. What does this mean for Xavian? Basically, we talked about it already. He is going to be very well compensated for the next three years, basically taking the I'll be a rich man right now and sacrifice maybe a little bit money, but not having to take the gamble of going into the season without a contract because who knows what can happen. But Zavian Howard, the second round pick in 2016, number 38 overall, gets a significant raise. He is set for life when it comes to financials. So good for Xavier Howard. He certainly earns it and is very, very deserving of the new contract. What does it mean for the Dolphins? I think this means they really don't have any intentions of being a bad football team for very long because 2019 might be a step back year, but I highly doubt the brass views 2020 outside of any other approach than playoffs or failure, which is what most teams adhere to. The Dolphins pushed assets into 2020 to make this happen. They are more than set financially and a significant cause for the financial freedom to get this done is the minimal contract paid to the two quarterbacks over the next couple of seasons? Josh Rosen, I think this could mean that he probably plays out his entire contract almost regardless of the results because he's so cheap through 2021 and that's the type of flexibility this gives the Dolphins. Now, what does it mean for the cornerback position? Between Eric Rowe, Cornell Armstrong, Tory McTyre, Jalen Davis, Cordrea Tankersley, somebody has to step up because Xavier Howard and Bobby McCain collectively will eat up about $70 million over the next three years meaning that there really isn't a budget that calls for a pricey number two cornerback. The Dolphins are going to have to find someone on the cheap to step up and fill that role, whether it's one of those guys or a draft pick next season. Either way you splice it, the number two cornerback job in Miami is going to have to come at a very cheap cost because of what the Dolphins have in Bobby McCain and Xavier Howard now. But the good news with Howard is what does this mean for their defense as they kind of shift into a new scheme, a new focus under Brian Flores and Patrick Graham, and what it means is that they have their Stephon Gilmore for this defense to make this coverage-centric defense really flourish under Brian Flores. And if you watch the Super Bowl last year, the Patriots' defense was revolving around Stephon Gilmore's ability to shut guys down one-on-one and to travel across the formation. It allows you to roll safety help either side of the field, because X can line up on the boundary. He can line up to the field side of the formation. So the options for different disguises are there for you. He can play press. He can play press bail. He can play zone or man. The Patriots ran 54% man coverage last year. That led the NFL. I expect Miami to do the same thing and have it anchored by Xavier Howard, who has rapidly become one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. Top five, probably at worst, I would say. And I think you look at his skill set and the things he's done and the injuries, He really can only go up from here because I think that last year was a big ascending year for him just as it was at the end of 2017 when he started picking off passes and shutting guys down. He carried that right through to training camp and right through into the season. I expect big things from Howard, the Dolphins' best defensive player on the entire roster. All right, from the best player to the rookies that were at the facility over the weekend for minicamp, we're going to get you caught up on the latest from the media availability, all the official undrafted free agent signings, Some practice reports next, but first, this word from Blue Chew. And all these 20-year-old rookies running around the Dolphins practice facility this weekend brings us back to our days when we were at our peak performance. Whether it was athletics or in the bedroom, listen up, guys. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work like Xavier Howard in Pressman coverage. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, and right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using our special promo code On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B L U E 2com promo code LOCKED ON to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast.
0: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover,
1: We had some unsubstantiated rumors about undrafted free agent signings over the last couple of weeks. But thankfully, the Dolphins themselves put those rumors to rest and announced the official 18 undrafted free agent signings. Of course, there are players all over the practice field this weekend in Davie that are tryout players, but they actually don't have contracts and have no guarantee to be here for training camp. But Miami released the list of guys they did sign. My biggest takeaway is that Kirk Barron, the Purdue center, the guy that I thought had a chance to make the roster even, isn't even on the active roster, just a tryout player with a chance to make it to training camp with a contract if they decide to sign him. But the players are as follows... Running back, Patrick Laird from Cal. That was a new one we didn't know about. Tight end, Chris Meyerak. I think I got that right. The wide receivers are Preston Williams and Trenton Irwin. On the offensive line, you've got Shaq Calhoun, Ryan Anderson, and Aaron Montiero. On the defensive line, you've got Jonathan Ledbetter, Dwayne Hendricks, and Corey Thomas, a new addition there. At linebacker, Terrell Hanks, Trey Watson from Maryland. And in the secondary, you've got Montre Hardage, Nick Needham, Tyler Horton, and Rob Roll. So 18 undrafted free agents officially announced on on the Miami Dolphins official page. And those are the guys that were at minicamp and with that, let's go ahead and talk about this mini camp availability with Brian Flores. And first, the note you really want to stick to here is that Flores is not going to give you much when he speaks, and his players are trained the same way, much in the way they were up in New England, the Bill Belichick approach of not giving the media very much. Flores even said himself, when somebody asked him about his install plan and the agenda from now until training camp, up until the season, he said, I'm not going to give you my program or any tricks of the trade. So he's going to hold everything back that he has that he possibly can. And he still has that very measured approach where he takes those pauses and carefully, meticulously processes his response before he speaks the words. But I will say this, there is a lot more juice behind the things he says now compared to what they were earlier. Now that there is actual football to be played on the practice field. And the number one takeaway from it all for me, before we get into the specifics is just that he's respectful I don't know why or how this happened, but somewhere along the line, it became commonplace for coaches to treat the media like complete trash, and I just don't think that's acceptable. I'm proud that Coach Flores is the guy captaining this ship, and I'm looking forward to meeting him sometime this season. But as for the actual football itself, he did have a few interesting notes. He can't conceal everything. We covered his notes on Xavier Howard and the leadership role that Howard should play this year for the Dolphins. He talked about how Christian Wilkins maybe doesn't have to take on a leadership role right away, even though he's capable of it, because they want all these rookies to get to work on their fundamentals and their technique, as this is a teaching camp, and that's where this thing starts. Let's comb over the rest of those remarks. This is a very basic install portion of the off-season. Flores says. So we're focused on that initial install and teaching guys to get their technique and fundamentals the way we want them to do it. And I know this next bit is going to be the one that gets all the headlines. In fact, it already has, but he was asked about the quarterback competition between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, and he simply stated the best man's gonna win the job. If Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best man from now all the way through week 17, that would be great. He'd be happy because he has a quarterback, and that's the quarterback that will start. Just like at every other position, the best player is going to play. Competition is the focus of this new regime. Then he was asked about the running back position and what he prefers at that spot in terms of how many guys to carry on the roster. And he mentioned they probably want to have five or six back on backs on the roster. They currently have six signed, plus Mark Walton was a tryout player over the weekend. So that should be an intriguing position to watch at training camp this year. And speaking of that position, it sounds like fullback Chandler Cox was getting some work in with the tight ends at practice and if you'll recall his rookie profile up on LockedOnDolphins.com, where we profiled every single rookie on this Dolphins team, I mentioned the tweet from Ryan Smith at Pro Football Focus, where he detailed Cox's snaps at Auburn. He pretty much played all over the formation, so that shouldn't be a surprise. I think he and Nick O'Leary can kind of function as that tight end, fullback, H-back role, and one of them's going to back up the other one, but Miami will definitely want to run some two-back sets because another non-surprising peek behind the curtain will was Flores mentioning how he wants this to be a physical smash mouth football team. And he mentioned that a lot of teams in the NFL, in this passing spread oriented era of the NFL, don't defend two back sets particularly well. And I'm going to tell you why this will benefit Josh Rosen in the final segment. But for now, you guys can expect a lot of 12, 21, 13 personnel packages those are the heavy packages, and you can even still get speed onto the field in those packages via the two wide receivers, because in 12 and 21 personnel, you got to have two wide outs on the field. And with Jakeem Grant, Albert Wilson, and Kenny Stills, frankly, that keeps the defense with a slower unit on the field, air quotes there under slower, and allows for some big shot plays down the field. And that's what Arizona did with Josh Rosen last year. Again, more on that in a minute. But speaking of the inability of most teams to defend two back sets, I thought this was a good parallel going back to the Dolphins' run defense as the Patriots last year pretty much made that the bread and butter of their Super Bowl run after the bye week. No team in the regular or postseason held the Patriots ground game as well as the Miami Dolphins did. As you go to the Jets, the first game after the bye, 215 rushing yards. The Vikings, 160 against the Dolphins the next week, 77. They get under 100 again against the Steelers with 96. But then they go like this, 273 against the Bills, 131 against the Jets, then in the playoffs, 155 against the Chargers, 176 against the Chiefs, and 154 in the Super Bowl against the LA Rams. So they ran the ball down everyone's throat and those two back sets with James Devlin, except for the Miami Dolphins and Raquan McMillan was a big, big, big part of that run defense. And one more note from the weekend, the last notable thing I think from camp this weekend was a great article written by Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald. Beasley referred to Miami's offensive line draft picks and signings as a glimpse into their approach at the position and their approach philosophically on offense. And we kind of covered that, the smash mouth style of football, and he spoke about Miami's kind of balking on the first part of the college draft with offensive linemen because in college, a lot of these guys don't really do a whole lot in the running game. It's more about getting into your pass set and protecting a quarterback who's going to throw the ball 50 or 60 times a game. And Miami went in another direction and went back to the Wisconsin well because at Wisconsin, we know how well they are coached, how well they are taught and how they play the game downhill with a physical brand of running the football. And that's who Michael Dieter is. And Isaiah Prince, for that matter, is a similar build at Ohio State coming off the right tackle position and these guys they signed from Mississippi State for instance from Boston College Shaq Calhoun and Aaron Montero those guys are physical maulers in the ground game and they want to use these bigger longer beefier bodies to move people off the line of scrimmage And Dolphins offensive line coach Pat Flaherty echoed those sentiments to Adam Beasley saying, quote, a lot of college offenses throw the ball. So you want to find some guys that are skilled in run blocking. You never get a lot of guys that are developed in both areas overall. We want smart, tough, Physical guys, and that's what we're looking for in the draft. And that's exactly who Michael Dieter is. He then says, This we must be able to run the football and get four yards plus per carry, and then we have to be able to keep the pocket clean and protect the quarterback. Pressures are going to happen hits and sacks. That's a bad word. Bad words in our room. But basically, what he's saying is you can't get to the passing game without running the ball first. And the best protection for your quarterback to mitigate those pressures that are going to happen is to run the ball and be physical downhill. So, Dolphins fans, Get ready to go back to 1970 when Miami ran the ball down team's throats with Larry Sanka and Mercury Morris and Jim Kick, because that's what this team wants to be. That's the identity they want to develop under Coach Flores, a strong running game and an even better defense. And I think that mold calls for one of these. And it's not throwing the game back to an ancient time. It's about zigging when the rest of the league is zagging. That's going to be the approach. That's what Flores learned in Miami. And that's what he's going, or in New England rather. And that's what he's going to bring to Miami. All right, we're going to come back on the other side of the podcast and get to some Josh Rosen scouting notes and a personal message from yours truly on this Mother's Day. Next, Locked On Dolphins podcast at Winkle NFL at Locked On Fins.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Whether you are listening to this on Sunday night, winding down your Mother's Day, or perhaps getting ready for Game of Thrones, whatever it might be, Monday at work, I hope you guys have checked out LockedOnDolphins.com for the most comprehensive coverage on Josh Rose and the Dolphins' newest addition, newest quarterback, to hopefully be the heir apparent to finally replace Dan Marino after many, many years of trying. But if you guys want to know as much as you can about the quarterback, check out LockedOnDolphins.com and the 2018 Josh Rosen charting project is halfway done, part one, six games up on the website. And the things you're going to find on those articles are the Josh Rosen passing chart, the hits and the misses, and what parts of the field they came on, as we have an actual football field chart for you to check that out. We also have the video breakdowns, of course, as you guys have come to know with my work, extensive analysis on what the coverage is, what the quarterback sees, what the play call was, and whether or not he was right or wrong to do the things that he did. But we're also charting the advanced metrics, like what the personnel packages were, what direction of the pass, whether or not it was his fault, whether it was a poor read, a inaccuracy, what the route for the receiver, the depth of the route, how many yards after the catch, how often the pressure gets there, how fast the pressure gets there, whether he was under gun or under the center or in the shotgun, whether it was play action, there is tons and tons of information for you guys up there. Again, Josh Rosen, you will not find a more comprehensive study than the one up on lockedondolphins.com. And part two should hopefully be out sometime next week, and we'll finish up part three, which will be a comprehensive look at. All the advanced metrics and videos and everything for Josh Rosen on the 2018 season. Every single throw of the Dolphins' new quarterback has been graded and charted. So check that out, LockedOnDolphins.com. Let's talk a little bit more about the scouting perspective of Josh Rosen and some of the mechanical flaws and weaknesses in his game that I recognized. One of those is how much he swings open his out, his front shoulder and front foot when he goes to the left on quick setups, like three-step drops or catch, rock, and throw on the quick slants or quick speed outs or quick hitch routes. He tends to have this propensity to sail the pass because I think he opens up his hip and front shoulder a little bit too much, which lowers the arm angle and changes the trajectory of the football. He can get better in that regard. He has this propensity also to hitch two or three times as he climbs the pocket, and I think that's... More about trusting his eyes and getting more and more comfortable at reading defenses at this level. And those are things the coaching staff will work hard to iron out. I do think that one big flaw in his game is that he tends to be late on some reads when guys are coming back down the stem on hitch routes or curl routes, or the development of the route design. There was a play against the Oakland Raiders where they set this beautiful mesh concept with a deep post route over the formation, and the guy was wide open. But Rosen took about two or three too many hitches up the pocket before he let it fly, and it allowed the defense to cover the ground that he lost from the play design he has to get much better in that regard but he does have some strengths that are very apparent he can flat rip the football man and he is getting better at moving the defense with his eyes and his body language I see improvements week to week on the anticipation stuff he wasn't really doing it early in the year but he does get better each game as he goes along I think there are preferred situations for Josh Rosen where he can really excel 12 personnel is one of those things two tight ends one running back using play action and an effective run game again the the plan from Miami, the philosophical approach to be a smash mouth football team would really suit Josh Rosen if they can execute it. They like to use clear out routes in Arizona to free up the reads for Josh Rosen. I think that would be a big, big boost to his game as well. They're going to want him to be a little bit sharper in the short to intermediate game. But my goodness, does he throw a beautiful touch or a beautiful pass on deep balls with a lot of good touch on it there. So there is something there with Josh Rosen. There's also a long way to go, but there is something there. And I think that if this coaching regime overhaul was in fact the right move, the right direction, I think they'll get Rosen where he needs to be so that we can stop worrying about the most important position in all of sports. Here's hoping that's the case. Okay, we got to make a real quick edit to the podcast right now. The Dolphins did sign a couple of their tryout players from the weekend of mini camp practice. Of course, they invited several players to try out, not under contract, but three of those players did earn contracts to come to training camp with the Miami Dolphins, and they are running back Mark Walton from the University of Miami. One of my favorite players from the original UDFA crop who eventually didn't have the contract, but now he gets one, the center, Kirk Barron. He came from Purdue and cornerback Jamar Summers earns a contract while the Dolphins wave Offensive lineman Connor Hilland and safety Rob Roll, who was just signed to a UDFA contract as well. So the Dolphins roster now at 91 players. They'll have to trim that down one player before training camp at the end of July. But of course, we have multiple OTAs to go through over the next several weeks. So we could see some more roster activity from that time up until training camp. But as for this podcast, let's go ahead and shut things down. But before we do that, I want to wish a very happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there in Dolphins Land and otherwise. Of course, this holiday for me is a tricky one. I I don't like it at all because my mom passed away four years ago. It's been a long four years as far as holidays go, Christmas, her birthday. And this day, of course, is a very difficult one. But mom, thinking about you, I love you. Happy Mother's Day And I look very much forward to the day when I can celebrate Mother's Day as we begin to start thinking about starting our own family as well. Okay, let's go ahead and actually wrap the podcast up now. If you guys have a smart speaker, you guys know how this works. In your car or otherwise, you can play the podcast right away. Just say play Locked On Dolphins podcast for your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. Also, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on the new Himalaya podcast app. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Check out the other Locked On Sports family of podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at WingfulNFL. Follow the show at Locked On Finns. Keep up to date on the Daily Dolphins blog over at LockedOnDolphins.com. You guys have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose for Miami Dolphins football. Fins up. Happy Mother's Day.